Hello, welcome to another episode of The Greatest Covenant, where we desire to empower marriages, strengthen relationships, create oneness, love, and understanding between husband and wife. I am one of your hosts, Brendan. And I'm Cassandra. We're just a couple that's been married for more than 26 years, having a conversation about our life experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how God came in and miraculously transformed our marriage into his image. Our goal in sharing with you is to show marriage is fun, God-ordained, and to let you know that you are not alone in any struggle you may be having or is currently having in your marriage. Amen. Amen. And how are you doing on this fine day, my dear? I am okay. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. I'm doing okay as well out there, everyone. Um, Sorry, I did not. I was looking at something. I was going to ask you how you are. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pound it. I didn't mean it's like you didn't care about me. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have it together today. Yeah, we're doing okay today, I guess. It's a beautiful morning. I was being facetious. Oh, okay. She was being facetious. Okay. But we really do have it together. (laughs) (laughs) So um, today, everyone, we were just talking about, you know, every time we get together, we talk about how many the number of episodes that we have not done yet. Um, And we wrote some down and then we, we, we got, I think we got the good stuff out. Now we're kind of like at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak with the episodes. We still have a lot of good stuff. We just have to, we still have some episodes. We have to figure out. Yeah. What, what we, the order we want to do them in. We still have some good stuff. Yeah. We did write down, we did write down some topics. We didn't just like, Hey, let's just get the microphone turned on and see what happens. Yeah, no, no. We actually did write down topics. We yeah. Did. Every episode we've done, we've done, we've pulled from a list. Pulled from a list. Okay. So one of the lists, one of the things that we're pulling from the list is we thought that we would do our best to try to, I guess, have a word of advice or I guess yeah. the word of advice would be the word. Yeah. Advice be- to advice to, uh, because you know, you know, as time goes on, people, Children grow, they get older, and then they they envision their own life experiences. They create their new their new way of life, mm-hmm. and of course, one of those ways of life that we are going to be experiencing is parenthood for our children. Um, as, in, you know, as we've in already being we've, being we've, their being their children, our children are going to be parents, right? We've already experienced we, we've already experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly of that. We're word. about to. Go got, into grandparenthood, right. and we literally got T-shirts. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm I'm Mimi, by the way, and I'm Paul Paul. That's Paul Paul. That's what's so gonna, that's what's gonna be. That's it. That's final. That's that's final. That's final. Yeah. And I got I end up sticking with Paul Paul because uh, my daughter in law every now and then she come to me. She goes Papa Yates, and I go, you know what? Yeah. She's gonna say that in front of our granddaughter, so I might as well let it alone. <laughs> yeah. I can just hear our granddaughter now, Papa Yates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we just, we, we just, we're a couple of Gen X parents because that's the generation that we were uh, born in, generation of the, I think, the end of the baby boomers. Look, we were, we were, we were, we Googled that for days. Yeah, it's trying just to figure so out, okay, weird. So many the, versions of who's supposed to be Gen X, Gen right. Z, Gen Y, Gen A, B, C, D, E. I mean, who, Millennials, we don't know. It's just so weird. But anyways, um, we are definitely Gen X. That's for sure. But we sort of want to talk to the end of Gen Z and so parents of of kids at the end of Gen Z and also parents of Gen Alpha which is okay so Gen So the Gen Z yeah the the end of Gen Z that we're talking to are uh birth years of 2007 to 2009 and then Gen Alpha which is I guess the next next categorization whatever is 2010 to 2024 so yeah we're gonna have a new one coming up here because yep. 24 is so almost that's gonna here. be what gen beta probably <laughs> They're probably going to greek letters after that yeah yeah probably so we're so excited sorry for the microphone stuff y'all my thing is moving around but we're excited to sort of have this conversation because each generation of kid is different. Mm -hmm. You know, our kids are of a different, I think they have some, they have most of the values that we had, but they also have 
their own their personality own and value yeah. system also. No, that's one thing we can say. Some the the parenting style per generation changes. Yes. I I 100% agree with that. I think I think our generation of parenting ended with us because it seems like these new generation of parents have a new way of how they well, do let's, things. Well, let's Let's get into some facts. Let's get into some so facts. That, okay. So that we can kind of put some context to what we are saying. Okay. So referring to the Gen X facts, which we have, I guess, discovered is between 1965 and 1980. Uh, that's birth years. That's birth years. Excuse me. They were referred to as the baby booner, baby boomers, uh, preceding millennials. And the MTV generation. Yep. So I agree to the MTV generation. Part. Yeah. So we we looked up and we we looked on several like several different sources list millennials as people born with between 1980 and I believe it was 1994. So we're calling our kids. We're calling like this new generation of kids millennials, and they are not millennials. According to some sources, According they were sources. born in the new millennia. Well, you know, baby, if it's on the internet, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I we don't, we don't know. Our kids are the, our, our kids are the, uh, what you call the, the limbo, the limbo generation. Right. Cause right. we don't know where they are. I mean, it's just <laughs> Cause like our kids Gen were 95, Z, 97 right. and 98. Right? Well, in Gen Z kids are 1995 to 2009. Okay. So Gen Z. Okay. So, fine. so, Y'all, we do we have it right? Do we have it wrong? Millennia, millennia, Somebody hit us up and tell us that. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> they, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't it doesn't make, make sense. Nope. Yes, we definitely are the MTV generation because I remember when we first got cable and my parents were in the Air Force. And that was when MTV came around with the Moon Man, um, you know, and then all they did was play music videos 24-7. Now, granted, the music videos was probably not our style of music, but they did play music videos. That was the year that, that was, that would be the, would that be the start of the music video age? I think it was 1980, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, I think. I thought the, wait a minute, I thought the baby boomers were our parents. Is that us? That's us. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then some, just some things that we experienced during this time frame was uh, the last days of communism, transition to capitalism, and dominance of conservatism and free market economics. Now, I do remember the fall of... The German Wall, Berlin Wall, Berlin Wall. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, y'all. Don't my history was never my strong yeah. subject. <laughs> um, I do remember that, and I do remember like there were just so many different things that I remember that happened during that time, our time frame when we were in high school, yep. um, and uh, yeah. So it's just interesting how little you we see little facts that have come out, yeah, um, yep. at that time, um. What do you think? Actually, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, we had more dual-income families, uh, single-parent homes, and children of divorce than when boomers were growing growing up. Excuse me. Yeah, we were probably part of the generation that's that. In the, we were probably the generation that started, especially the... High divorce well, weight. The divorce high divorce rate. rate and the single parent homes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was a single parent child. Even mm-hmm. though I had a big family, I was still a single parent child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was why, because I remember when um, I moved to Omaha. I was, a jun- I was a junior in high school. And, you know, coming from a Christian background, being raised, you know, um, you know, you save sex for marriage. You didn't get pregnant until you were married. And then coming to Omaha and experiencing teenage pregnancy, that was yep. a culture shock for me. That was one that I was going to, I didn't know if you wanted to mention that, but that, but that is something that we, that and AIDS 
are the two biggest mm-hmm. things we probably dealt with in our mm-hmm. generation. Yeah, because that came around. Yep. Um, that was in like I think that was eighty three or eighty five, I yep. believe. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Um. So, yeah, there's a lot that happened in Gen X. Yep. That transitioned, I think, down into each of the future generations. Yep. Um. And so just some just some quick facts, because I didn't want this to be a facts-based episode. I just want to make sure that um, we are aware of what's happening during each um, generation. Yep. Just to give some context to each generation. Because with each generation, something new comes yeah, out. Yeah, something significant, something historical, significant comes out right. Yeah. You want to read Gen Z facts? So for the Gen Z facts... I guess I'll mention this one. The generation of the iPhone. Boo. They are like 100%. <laughs> Our children have gone over to the dark side. No kidding. I'm kidding, yeah. y'all. Um, but Was it Steve Jobs? Yeah. Yeah, he, he... He started with computers and made the phone. Yes. Yes. Now, the computers... Computers have been around for a long time. The, the the Apple computer has been around for a long time because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my dad had one. Like that was one of the first computers We're talking that what, he had. 80s? So that was in the eighties. Yeah, that's because there people who make movies like those Steve Jobs movies. I saw some. I haven't seen the movies, but you know the the the, the computers were this big, huge white box, mm-hmm. small little screen. Mm-hmm. So, so but like a TV, a the creation TV. of the iPhone. I mean, Apple's been around for a while, so oh, we've yeah. known about Apple for a long we've time. It. it just blew the iPhone blew. I believe the iPhone. I agree with you. I think the iPhone did blow up, blow up around the generation generation Z era. Oh yeah, because what the the i four, the Apple i four, something like that. It's like a little bit thing, but yeah. So another another one is the Great Recession of two thousand seven, two thousand nine. Yeah. Now, was that, correct me if I'm wrong, again, history is not my thing. Was that around the, um, not the Gulf War? Babe. What? That was just like, what, 13 years ago? So you don't know that far back either. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? You don't remember that far you're back? You're going either? way back. Oh, so I'm going you're further going back than that. You're going too far back. I'm going too far back. Yes. Okay, see, I yes. told you all, History. This was when I think, let's see, this was when it was a, I want to say it was, I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of housing. Um, it was a, was it a seller's market or a buyer's market? I can't remember which one it was, but I do remember this time. Um, and things were hard um i was it I a think, repeat was was it kind of a, re, a resemblance of covid or you think no, COVID babe. was worse recession no, no I, recession recession oh no covid was depression never mind shut up no I'll be covid quiet. is a pandemic okay I'll be, no i know what covid <laughs> was i'm talking about the i'm talking about as far recession as financially it's financial <laughs> I know, I'm and talking i think about we are on our way there Right now, we are on our way there. Okay, okay, that's what I meant. I knew, I knew what COVID was. You know, let's what? move on to you the next what? one. I'm let's kidding. go. Let's go to one that that really imprinted <laughs> on everybody. You see how you go see ahead. how I, no, I'm taking. You see how I get treated, y'all. Go to the next one. Don't you love me? Go to the next one. <laughs> the next one is probably one of the most significant historical things that ever happened in Gen Z. Um, is September 11th. Yeah, I remember that day. I was working for Airborne Express, mm-hmm. and I was doing a delivery at one of our major companies here. Uh, and I walked into the, the 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 receiving area, and I walked in, and everyone was staring at the TV. There was a TV yeah. in there, and everyone was staring. And I was TV was behind me, and I was like, "What are y'all looking at?" I turned around, and I saw one of the towers on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, what just, and I asked them what just happened. They said the plane just flew into the tower. And it's like, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. And then 2.5 seconds later, here comes the other plane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, and then. And I was working at our, one of the churches here in Omaha. Um, so it was just like super quiet in the church. And 
you know, we were all gathered around a TV, and yeah, so. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the President Bush, uh, Daddy Bush, no, no, Son Bush, mm-hmm. he was, they said that he was actually at a school, I think he was reading to the, to the students, to, to elementary school kids, mm-hmm. when he had to immediately leave the room and go find out what happened. Mm. So, because that was on, that was what he was doing, that's what he, that's what he was doing, and he immediately had to go back to. Or did he come or did he come where we are? I don't know, babe. Oh, but anyway, that was probably one of the most significant things in history that happened during Generation Z. Another historical thing that happened during Generation Z is our first uh, African-American president, mm-hmm. Barack Obama. Um, yeah, so, so those are just some Gen Z facts. Some Gen Z facts. And so then, for Gen Alpha, go ahead, babe. Um, they're falling fertility rates. Social networks, technology and streaming services, technology in classrooms, um, health problems, and obesity related to screen time. So, a lot of technology stuff. Yep, technology. Um, like increase for technology. So you know, as you as as we have gone through the generations, technology has gotten better and better. Um, but. Not for the better in some instances. In some instances, yeah. So, um, so those are just some things that, as you can tell, as you can see, as each generation we talk about, each generation had something big that happened, like MTV generation for ours, for us, mm-hmm. um, or the or the the divorce rate or single parent homes. More dual income families. Though that was our generation, of course. Gen Z was the iPhone, nine eleven. As you can, t- it's almost like each each generation, the the significant historical thing got bigger. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I got all of those facts, babe. Do you remember the Encyclopedia Britannica? <laughs> You know, okay, one so, that people used to go around and yes. sell. So for those kids in Gen Z and Gen Alpha and all of that, people used to come around door to door, sort of like Avon or, um, vacuum you know. Cl- vacuum cleaner salesman. Yes, yes. Which we experienced. Mary Kay, all <laughs> yep. of them. They used to come door to door and sell you encyclopedias. And you didn't have to buy the whole set. You could buy specific letters if you wanted to. But anyways, they're called Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, I got those are books. Those are books, y'all. Those those are are books, books. (laughs) and they were very helpful, especially when, like, if we had to do a report, we couldn't go to the internet. There was no internet. What was the internet back in the eighties? We had to go to what the library. We had to go to the library, and we had to learn the Dewey Decimal System, and we had to figure out, you know, find our research from encyclopedias. Couldn't Google it. We had couldn't Google it to find a book in the library. You had to find. You couldn't tap it in the computer. You had to actually go to a little drawer in the middle of the room. Well, now (laughs) I got this information from Botanica.com. There it is. People don't, don't, they don't Don't. have to go around knocking door to door. You can just get it off the internet. So, um, so yeah, we, this, this is a fun little research project. Um, again, I don't even know if I have the years right because there's so many, but I did get the years from Britannica.com. Um, and, uh, yeah. So we just, um, have just some advice to right. all of you parents of younger kids or even even parents of younger kids even in your generation right now if you're at that age of being married and having children even if you don't have children this is just advice again this is not law no it's not law <laughs> this ain't law we we it's just things that have helped things, us things that, that yeah that yeah. helped us and i think that helped our parents and that you know things that our parents weren't afraid to do and um to to help with you know i i look at our kids today and they're definitely not like you know like we were um i think the the level of respect to parents sometimes is is questionable very questionable um i think that um yeah well Let's just move on to the advice because I, well, I, don't. I mean, we can, I mean, I mean, 
it's it, what we're saying is what we're saying based on our experience and what we've seen is not yes. a lie. I mean, we're not yes. making this stuff up. So, no. I mean, if we, if we happen to come up with something, let's, let's put our two cents in and move on. And that's yeah. all it is. Everyone, our two cents, we're not here to judge ridicule or make any parent of this generation or soon to be parent of this generation feel like they're going to do a horrible job. Yeah. Because, because, because you won't, because every parent I'm telling you right now, even us, Every parent is going to feel like I'm not qualified to do this. Yes. What did I get myself into? Yeah, we definitely felt that. Who told me that I could do this? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we're we're always going to back stuff up that we say with scripture. So don't worry. That's coming. So. Okay. So a couple of things that we did right now as far as advice. Uh, It's okay. One advice is it's okay to have conversations about tough topics. For example, we did put down racism uh, because that's, that is a topic with this generation that needs to be discussed. Well, uh, uh, we should have said race because those. Well, you wrote it down. I know I did. (laughs) And because I just wrote down what you said in. Oh, in terms of, and I didn't think about. Well, okay. So take out ism and put race. Race. Just say race in general. Because that's a real topic. And I don't care how many people try to say that it's not. It very much is a topic. It very much is something that goes on every day. And again, you can look at it all through the Bible and it's there. Yeah. So don't be afraid to talk to your kids about it. Listen, don't be afraid to go online and do some research about it. That's right. You know, That's because right. you can't just, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be at a level that God wants us to be at. And mm-hmm. so we don't want to give out misinformation. We don't want to teach our kids the wrong things, but we can't be afraid to talk to them about it either. We can't right. be afraid to talk to them about sex. Yep, that's talk to him about, about sex. Talk to him about sex. Talk to him about it. I mean, Listen. her parents had a conversation with her. Right. Mine's had a talk with me. Listen, <laughs> mine. Okay, let me tell you mine. So we did have it in school. We had sex education in school. It was it was part of our health class. It was part of health class. I remember and so that, it was yeah. like it was like a week long thing. And let me tell you, I was in that class. I sat in that class. But you know who else was in that class with me? My mama came to that class. She came every single day because she wanted to make sure that what they were talking about was okay. I did not know that. Yes. Um, And then, of course, I got, you know, the education at home from a biblical standpoint of sex, you know, because, yes, my parents wanted us to know about the active sex and you know how what the man's body does what the woman's body does yeah they want us to know all of that but they also wanted us to have a biblical um aspect of sex so y'all don't be afraid to talk about it don't be afraid to talk about don't be afraid to tell them the truth don't be afraid to tell them the truth yeah The, the the um don't don't and again, do not be afraid to tell them God's view on it. That's one. Yes. Um, but also don't be afraid to tell them the I guess the best word I can think of is consequences for the irresponsibility of that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's nothing wrong with having that about both of those subjects. Nothing wrong with that. Those are just a couple of subjects that we yeah. those are, you know, a couple of tough topics that you know, some some parents may be afraid to to talk to their kids about. There's so many more, but yes, so don't be afraid more. to have those, those tough, tough topic conversations. Absolutely, um, because we had those conversations with our kids. Yeah, we, we had those conversations with our kids, and we c- we could not rely solely on their education to get the right information put yeah. into them. You definitely don't want you definitely don't want them to rely on their friends to give you an ed, to give them it's, that education, especially nowadays because the education that kids are getting now is not the same education that we got. Yep, that is true. Um, and, and there are so many some, reasons behind that. And there's <laughs> some things that I don't want my kids. That I like there's some kid if if my kids were little now, there are some things in in the school system that I would not want my kids learning about. 
And it's going to leave it at that. It's going to leave it at that. Okay. All right. So another advice is cut down screen time. Y'all me- make y'all's kids go outside. <laughs> make them run. Make them go on a hike. Go get them out the house. I hey, mean- look, there, we grew up. We grew up. Go outside, just be home. Well, especially especially our parents. Their their rule was go outside, get out the house, be home when the street lights come on. Right. And be, be home man. you be, could be on the front porch. Be on the front be in the front porch or be home when the street lights come on. When the street lights come on, you better be right there. And then go in the house, take a bath or whatever to get the outside off you. <laughs> you say. Right. You smell like outside. That's what right. they used to say. <laughs> so But yeah, that's what I did in high school. I went outside. I had friends. We walked around the neighborhood with a boom box and <laughs> And, or I went outside, rode my bike. I mean, listen, make them go outside. Make I them just, just like there's so much access to screens, yeah. screens, screens. And I'm not opposed to screens. Now, don't don't get it twisted. We are not opposed to screens. However, because we grew up with screens. Mm-hmm. We, well, a TV screen. I, mean, I had a I mean, I had a I had a video game system when I was in high school. Right. But I still managed to go outside. You know, I played. I, you know, what, what did I have? I had a. Had a Sega Genesis, yes. Right. I had, but I had, who? So I, I went, but I still, but then again, I was involved in outside activities, marching band. Who would and stuff. want to sit in front of the TV all the time? Well, now. I didn't. <laughs> I don't have no kids at home. But when I was younger, I didn't want to sit in front of the TV all the time. Yeah. You I know, was, it felt good to be able to go outside, ride my bike, uh, play with my friends, get some exercise. Yep. You know. Um, Part of me feels like, you know, my if my body was a little bit younger, I'd still be doing the same thing. Going outside, yeah, doing still, cartwheels. I still like going outside. I, I mean, I do. I can't. I, I'm the kind of person I can't stay at home. I have. I to, don't have a problem staying home. That's what, and that's and that's what makes us work. <laughs> that's what we, that's how that's how we work it. Um, I mean, we did so many because we did so much. I mean, I just I just can't stay home. It's not me. I always try to find excuses to leave the house. If I can't leave the house, then I can't leave the house. But if I can find a reason to go, I'm gone. Um, but yeah, get your kid, let them go outside. We understand that, you know, for some parents, the iPhone and your, your, your iPad and, and, you know, YouTube channels and TV shows, they're, they're great for, I guess, <laughs> great babysitter, great education, guess good entertainment, but every now and then send those kids outside to play outside, take them outside with them. Yes. To, you know, walk around the block. All of that. When they want the dog needs to be walking, make the kids take them if they're old enough to take them. Yes. <laughs> All that. Yes. Um, it is okay for your kids to have a voice. Within, absolutely. Within reason and as long as you teach them to be respectful. Within, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Don't don't we we taught our kids that look, you can come and talk to us about anything. There is nothing that is off the table. Yeah. Nothing. You yeah. Know, um we I don't know. Was that the good decision or not? Well <laughs> when I when I was raised, um we, so the big thing that we couldn't do was say, what, huh, any of those, because my parents thought those, those were disrespectful. And so we always had to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, pardon me, you know. Now, that didn't carry over into our kids. Not completely. I don't, Not I will, completely. I don't. I don't think the kids made a but, habit of saying what, all, saying what or huh all the time. Well, maybe the. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. But they do, you know, um, they are very respectful when it comes to, like, they know, they know who their, um, they know who their parents are. They know who their parents are. They know how to treat, uh, adults. They know how to speak to adults. Yes. Speak to adults. And even, um, because that respect is going to, keep going you know they they'll know how to be respectful to their boss they'll know how to they know how to speak right. to somebody who is an authority over but at, them but at the same time go ahead, it's not, at the same time teach your children to when they're interacting in that way when they feel like it's a situation where it's becoming disrespectful towards them to to speak up for themselves yes and have a mind and 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 not don't be afraid to speak up for themselves well i think the different phrase is because you know, as a parent, we're going to discipline our kids. So we we can't be, quote, unquote, disrespectful to them. But there is a way that we can talk to them yeah. for them to garner our respect. Yeah. 
Understood. So, understood. There's a there's a way to get your point across without losing respect. Is basically what we're what we're advising you to teach right. your kids to get their point across, speak their mind, but remember that it's a very thin line. It's a very so <laughs> if they cross it, it's a very thin, it's a very thin line, and they need to understand there are there are boundaries. That's even even when they're speaking with, even when they're speaking with their bosses mm-hmm. or even their future spouses. Mm-hmm. There's a boundary. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, there's a place you don't go when it comes to having those kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, teach your kid life lessons. Please do. Please do. Let me tell you something. My mama taught me everything I needed to know. To not, ha- I I mean, I love my wife and I love that she what she does for me. But I do not need my wife to cook for me, clean for me, wash my wash my uh, wash my clothes. I don't need her to do any of that for me. I can do all that for myself because my mother taught me that. I can iron my own clothes. Now, my wife does all that for me if she, if, I, if I ask her to or because she feels that she wants to do that or needs to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't need my wife to do that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for her. She can do all those things, too. She don't need me to do those things for her because our parents taught us simple life lessons. Mm-hmm. Or know? we took it in school. Like, I took home ec. Yep. Um. And so I learned how to cook. Well, I learned how to cook at home because I took sewing. Um, but, you know, coming from parents of a mili- with a military background, I, <laughs> I had a crash course in learning how to clean. And it had to be cleaned a certain way. The white and glove. So, yeah. So we, you know, that was just something that, that – we were taught when we were younger. Right. So if it's one thing you don't teach your kid, teach them how to take care of themselves. Yes, how to how to balance a checkbook. I think that's the one thing I didn't learn how to do. Well, my mom and daddy, they sat us down to try to try to teach us. And I know how to do it if I really wanted to do it. But it's just, again, technology, I don't necessarily feel like I have to do that now. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. You know. I so if I if I was forced into doing it like if I had to push come to shove then yes I would to, I could totally do it but yes. but teach your children the, the simple things. the simple things in life how to make their bed how to um what you know the importance of hygiene these are these are life lessons we're not mm-hmm. talking we're not talking life changing things we're talking simple things that you need that they need to do to survive right for themselves and right. You know, teach them, teach them when something gets spilled on the floor, clean it up. Clean it up. (laughs) Don't just leave it there because if you, you don't, you don't, you don't need Jerry's running around. Right. That. (laughs) And that was something, you know, we made sure our kids knew how to, um, uh, clean, Mm -hmm. um, how to wash, um, after trial and error. But now they, now they're. I was surprised. I was very surprised at our children because we would fight with them for days, especially the boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> about cleaning his room, Ugh. putting up I his mean, clothes. Listen, kids are going to be kids. Their kids are going to be kids. Yep. They are going to have messy rooms. They are going to have, but you as parents need to teach them how to clean their room and how you want it to be kept. Yep. Now, and what it ended up doing by us, you know, pushing that on them, they ended up being more respectful of their own property. Right. My son, my son keeps him and his wife keep a pretty good, clean apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and Jasmine, she's always told me, I got to go home clean my house. We could get you to, we could barely get you to clean the, white sweep the kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking about cleaning the entire house. And then they both can cook. They both can feed themselves. Yep. I think that's one good lesson we taught our children to be. If they didn't have spouses or significant others and they lived on their own, they could take care of themselves. Right. So I'm very and proud they, of that. And they know how they they know how to um, manage their, their money. Yep. Um, and now that was probably something that we could have done better teaching them. Yeah. We could have been better examples. Um. And so, you know, now we're having to relearn. And and listen, 
we as parents, we have to relearn sometimes some of these life lessons because sometimes life circumstances will say, Hey, remember when you should have did this right. and learned and, this? And God will tell you, listen, we need to go back and do a refresher course. Right. Cause I got things, I got, I got blessings for you, but I need you to get some things right. Right. <laughs> I need you to fix this. Yeah. First. And finally, our last piece of advice, there's so much more, but listen, y'all, this it is, is probably o- an important one. It is okay to discipline your kids. Absolutely. Now, I don't know what the new generation of discipline is, but I can talk to, we can talk to how we disciplined our kids. When they were younger, elementary school, middle school. Pretty much elementary and middle school, not not so much high school. Well, probably, I would say more elementary school, because by the time they got to middle school, we had, had, you know, I think we had trained. With, I think we had trained them right because <laughs> it was it would hurt more, hurt us more than them. But listen, we didn't have a problem spanking our kids, and again, the generation that we were raised our in. Our generation. We're talking about our generation now. No, no, I'm talking about how we discipline well, our kids based on our based on how we were raised. Yes, we were raised with the belt. The the. I don't know. We'll leave it at the belt. <laughs> we'll just leave it at the belt. We don't want nobody calling the police. <laughs> right. So listen, there is nothing wrong. We, because we didn't, we were raised with the belt and we. And we survived. We survived. We survived. We're alive to tell the story. Wounds healed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Might have a little PTSD, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we, that was, you know, that was. One way of discipline that we had for for when they were younger. Right. Because we had to teach our kids, listen, don't put your hand on a hot burner. It's It's hot on the bottom. It's going to (laughs) hurt. It's going to hurt. And so as they got older, we learned the value of taking things away from them. Yep. Yep. Now, here's the thing. I know. Some people out there would think that when you hear the like the Bible verse says, "Spare the rod, spoil the child," or some. I believe I'm paraphrasing that. That doesn't. That I, I that that does not mean. <laughs> that does not mean, it does it or it should not be, uh, perceived as using a belt or something like that to. That is the rod in this case, and as far as I'm concerned, how I interpret it, the rod in this case is. Disciplining them, and now you discipline them the best way that you can, but understand that discipline is important to teach your children, because if you don't discipline them, the wrong person is going to discipline them. Well, yeah. Let's just—I mean, the wrong person, the wrong person—they might interact. Well, okay. So let's—I guess—let's put it this way. You know, we're children of God. Yes. And when we do something wrong. Or we do something that we we are disobedient to to what God says and to the word of God. We have consequences for we that. Have consequences, yeah. So it's going to be the same thing for the kids. God disciplined his children all through the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that, listen, there is nothing wrong with disciplining your children. Nothing wrong. Within There's reason. Nothing. Now, we are not talking about physical abuse. Right. We are not talking about... Uh, uh, Locking them in a dungeon. Or, we're not talking about none, not, like n- none like that. None like we're that. Talking we're talking about like, you know, the discipline that meets the age. So when our kids got into junior high, um, uh, taking things away from them. Yeah. Um, that was how we disciplined our kids. Not letting them go somewhere. Not letting them go somewhere. Yep. Um, not getting them something that they really liked, you know. So parents it's okay to say no it's okay it's absolutely okay to say no because the world's going to tell them no right they need to understand what the word no means and how to process that word no from you right because you're the first person you you should be the first person they hear the word no from right and as parents your children are going to learn these life lessons from you from you and how you teach them is how they are going to interact into the world, go out into the world and interact. And kids these days, um, could use some, some 
a lot of no's. <laughs> right. A lot of no's. Some life lesson Some help. Some life lesson help. A lot of, especially if, so if you are, you are a parent out there, um, generation of this gener of this generation understand the discipline the discipline of your child should come from you mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. consult with god on how to discipline them if, if right consult with god on how to discipline but the discipline should come from you because right. the last thing you want is you don't teach them discipline they think they can do anything they want and then the wrong person is going to come up and show them that they can't and then there may be some more serious consequences involved with that Right. So they need to understand from you the importance of the word no and consequences for their actions. Yeah. One thing I, I re <clears throat> excuse me, I remember that my parents, I didn't get, listen, I didn't get whoopings all the time, often. I didn't, because I, you know, who, who wants to get one? You know, I avoided them at all costs. But <laughs> <laughs> what I do remember is before my parents would discipline either one of us, me or my brother, they would always pray with us before they did anything. And they would let us know, now we're going to give you this many hits. Um, Didn't we try that with them? I, I, I swear I think I don't we did. Cause you, I don't remember. Because you brought that up. I was more like, give me the bell because yeah, I'm about to yeah. just go. <laughs> and that was why we needed to pray, y'all. Um, so, but, you know, at the time, as a kid, that didn't help, you know, in my mind, <laughs> as, a kid, didn't, you... as a kid, it just didn't help. But now that I look back on it, I look at it and I say, you know, it, it's almost like a little whisper of God saying, do you see how I was with you then? And I'm still with you now. Um, so God is always going to be with us in any type of circumstance disciplining us uh uh you know rewarding us whatever yeah but always come together always come on one accord with the lord when you're disciplining your kids uh, it always come on one accord with the lord in any of these advice situations that we've given you because you know you want to make sure that whatever you're telling your children is according to scripture yes Yes. Um, and, and you good? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was going to go to the next section. Okay. If you have more to say, go ahead. And he's he's going to show you the right way to handle your parenting. Mm -hmm. That's you know, and that's probably the first thing that we should have said was come together with the Lord <laughs> on your children. Well, with everything, with all the advice that we've that all the uh, the subjects of the advice that we're giving, consult with the Lord. Yeah. Talk. To them. I mean, because some of these, because some of these things. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the cut down the screen time. Lord, don't let me break this laptop. Because <laughs> he. <laughs> but no, but take the time. But take the time to consult on everything when it comes to parenting. Everything. Yeah. I mean, even even the things that we even talked about here. Consult with the Lord on how to, how to do them. Mm -hmm. What's the best idea? Mm -hmm. Guide me to the right person place or thing that mm -hmm. will help me with this mm -hmm. consult with the lord on everything i mean and we're talking about we're talking from two parents who should have done it more mm -hmm. than we actually did mm -hmm. um, listen we are not proclaiming to be perfect no. parents because we are not and so no. we are doing this parent we're doing this episode as just two parents as just two we parents are not um who are actually blessed because our are. children because based on based on our, and i and i man have to say this based on our parenting skills our kids should have turned out should not have turned out the way that they did so we yeah. consider ourselves blessed and victorious on how our kids turned out yeah um because we didn't have it all together. We mm -hmm. didn't we did not have it all together. We did not know the right thing to do. And I think we may have been a little too stubborn to ask our parents. Yeah. I know I was. <laughs> I yeah. know I was. And we might have been too stubborn to ask God because yep. because as as parents, you want to make sure that you're doing it right. And you want right. to make sure that you you please your parents and you show them See, look, I'm I'm doing a good job. And we as children of the Lord, we also want to make sure, see God, I am I am doing a good job. Yeah. Because we know um, that God has given us, he has entrusted these children to us. Right. So we want to make sure that we're doing a good job. Right. And um, there's probably some, some shame, um, some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Y'all, we didn't have it together. I can't <laughs> think of the that. word. I, <laughs> I just I can't we were, think of the word. We were we we were we were not we were not the parents that we in our mind in our in well, our mind in yes. our mind we were not the parents that God has called us to be. Yes, but we are truly grateful of how they turned out to be as of now. Yes, we are truly grateful. How listen, y'all, my kids still talk to us. How about that? Ooh, let me shout right there. <laughs> they still talk to us. We still have their phone number. They we, ain't blocked they, us yet. Right. They haven't blocked us <laughs> haven't on blocked anything. Us. <laughs> so, so, you know, and and you know there's so there's so much um we we and we have to do an episode on I I feel like we've already done an episode on on children, but you know, in the scriptures it talks about how children <clears throat> excuse me, how our children, you know, when your parents get older, you're supposed to take care of your parents and, and all of that. And our kids, well, they're there for us anytime we need them and vice versa, uh-huh. you know. Um, and so I agree. I think that we are very blessed um, and victorious in how our kids turned out. And that was nothing it was. but God. It was nothing but God. Because we can't toot our horn. Because if it was because up, our it was horn is just a little. Who knows what our kids would be right now? Right, it ain't even a horn. We can't toot nothing. We can't even say the word toot. Don't even say that. Right, because it was <laughs> it, it it was nothing but it was the Lord. Nothing but the Lord, it was. Um, just a few scriptures that I found that I think are very pertinent to this topic. Um, Proverbs twenty two. Six. This was one that I was like one of the very first scripture verses that I memorized. Don't ask me why, because I was a kid. Um, but it's train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that really that verse stuck with me because that says it all actually right because my parents they I think that this was one of their like core verses when it came to raising us after they came to have a relationship with the Lord, this is one of the core verses that uh, they had when it came to raising me and my brother. Um, Psalm 127, three children are a gift from the Lord. They are a ward from him. So. Well, think about that for a second. Yeah. You want to, you have a, you want to, you got a reward, whether you won the lottery or something like that. You know, yeah. you, you, you're going to cherish those things. Yes. You're going to do your best to make sure that, that reward stays as valuable as it can be for as long as can be. Yes. If, if, if the children, if children are a reward from God and that's our responsibility to nurture them, take care of them. Mm-hmm. We pretty much do what Proverbs 22, six says mm-hmm. until the end of time. Yeah. Because your parenting will not stop just because your children move out. Right. They will not, it will not stop. Right. So that's, that's just, if you think about it that way. Yes. And then Proverbs seventeen six, children's children are a crown to the aged and parents are the pride of their children. So we're talking generations and generations of children. So, um, what you, how how you raise your children, what you instill in your children, it's going to go down your generational line in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Yep. You know, our, I think that what, what we taught our kids, how we um, raised our kids, I think will carry over into how they raise and, and taught, teach their kids. Teach their kids, right. They're, they're going to tweak their... Right. They'll, they'll, they'll change it how they feel fit that meets their family needs but it's going to go down generation to generation to yep. generation um and that's something that me and me and you are proud of yeah. we should be proud we of. should be proud of i i can i can see i can see that happening with our granddaughter with our yes i can see that happening i can see you know and we'll always be there to give advice uh, you know, but in the end, they have to raise the children yes. the best way they can. But no one we're going to be there to help them. Yes. Um, Third John so, one four. Okay, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Man, I mean, that's it. We have to instill in our children the truth of God. 
I think that that is a that is the foundation. That is the cement that will uh, they will be able to build their house upon. That's right. Yeah, I just took a whole bunch of scriptures. No, I didn't. It was Matthew, the parable of um, that Jesus was talking about. But once we tell them, once you tell them the truth of the Lord, you instill that in them because it starts at home, y'all. Once you instill that in them, that is the foundation that they will be able to build their lives upon. Um, in Ephesians 6, 4. Mm-hmm. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. You want to speak on that one? Uh, yeah, I guess I can speak on that one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it just says, it says fathers. It does say fathers, but it also is talking to mothers. It, it could, be, yeah, but I, I mean, believe it was talking to fathers because yes, it's been established that the father is the head. Yes, so we are the ones that be we are the ones that should be invoking the discipline or however. Yes, from I the agree. Mm-hmm. So, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. So. Um, I mean, you have to treat your kids you your like, like, like you said, um, we give them, we give them a voice, give them a voice. Right. Um, but we need to make sure that we're not provoking our kids to anger because remember your children are going to be the ones that are, should be the ones that when you get to an age where you can't take care of yourself, your children are going to be the ones that are going to take care of you. And if you provoke them to anger, they ain't gonna want to take care of you in your old age. <laughs> True. And this is and th- again, this is this is why I say it's important that fathers be a pivotal yes influence in your children's lives. Even if even if you're even if you're just the the weekend dad, holiday dad, but you can but if you can be involved more than just weekends and holidays, yes, then be involved. Yeah, be involved. I you know. I'm very grateful to God that I did not turn out how I could have turned out mm-hmm. with my father not being in the picture as much as I wanted. Now mm-hmm. he's don't get me wrong. I know who my father is. I know where he is. We do talk. We have visited each other. We have had great times together when we see each other. You guys have a but relationship. We have a we have a relationship. Whereas we, before you were just yes, like we you have, said, we you have were, a form of we do have a form of a relationship, yes. but it's not a bad and it's not bad. No, you guys have you guys have a relationship. Now you just don't. You're you're men. You don't talk like me and my mom talk. (laughs) I mean, y'all good with five minute conversations. Five minute conversation. We're good for a couple months. But then you know we go visit. Like we visit your dad. Um, we we talk. We talk. Yeah, we we, love them. We have great conversations and stuff like that. But but it's very. But going back to what I was saying, because because the Bible says fathers which says your role is very important. Your, your mom's role is very important too, but based on but on based on scripture, your role is very important. Yep. Very very important. Um and yes, when it comes to, you know, you are you're responsible, you're you're the you're the head. So yep. you have been given the greatest responsibility to lead and leading sometimes means discipline. And Things like that, but you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to be the kind of father that had. You don't want to be the kind of father that rules with a iron fist. Yeah. You know when you when you have to ball that fist up, metaphorically speaking, when you have to ball that fist up and you got and you got to do what you got to do, then do what you have to do. But love your children. Yeah, you want to discipline and give instruction yeah. that comes from the Lord. Exactly. That's what it says that's in that verse. That's what it says in that verse. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know we. <laughs> I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot on social media and different places about how, um, Gen X parents, you and I, um, their kids are, you know, they don't, they don't talk to them anymore. They disown them. They blame them for how they were raised and, um, you know, and it just saddens my heart because I'm like, God, is this a state of affairs of parenting? Like, is this where we are in 2023 in parenting? What happened to, I mean, the Bible is, is, is the guidebook on how to do life. So what happened to that type of parent? What happened to, 
to kids respecting your parents. You know, my heart just gets sad when I see that kind of stuff on anywhere. And so, you know, I just felt like this needed to, we just needed to do this episode just to, you know, encourage parents of today. Yeah. Because we we have friends who, like I said, our children, our son's about to be a dad in a couple of months. Yeah. We also have some friends who just became grandparents themselves, their their parents. Yes. Um, and I believe it's sure there's some other people out there that we're not not sure of whose kids are about to be parents. So we want to do this to let you know to let that generation of parents know that you are going to have questions. Yeah. You're going to feel like this is hard. You're going you are going to feel inadequate. I'm I'm being very honest with you. You're going to feel like what did I get myself into? Yeah. Uh, you're going to feel like your parents lied to you. You didn't tell me it was going to be this hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. Yeah. And you're going to be in shock when your family grows. Wait, what? We're right. having another one? Wait, right. we haven't even figured out the first one. Right. You're, 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 all these things you're going to feel. Right. Okay. But at the same time, you're going, you, you put God in it. Mm-hmm. You will be a success. I think the ultimate piece of advice that I would give, and I think you would agree with me, Um, For any parent, parent that, you know, you have little kids, uh, husbands and wives that are seeking and and desiring to become parents, the number one piece of advice that I would give is pray over your children. Mm, Yes. Pray Pray over over your children. Pray over them. Pray with them. Yes. Let them see you pray. Yes. When they ask you, why do you pray? Tell them Mm -hmm. why you're praying. Mm -hmm. You know, get them in, you know. Let, let them, them pray, pray with you. Let them pray with you. Yes. And tell them if you ever have something that's on your mind, let's sit down and talk about it and pray about it. Mm-hmm. Teach them to pray. Yes. All of that. Right. Teach them to teach them to get spiritual advice. If they don't get it from you, your pastor, yeah. a, a, a trusted person, teach them. Yes. Yes. You're absolutely right, baby. As you you want to make sure, especially in today's world, you want to make sure that you have a spiritual covering over your kids because when they leave that door, they are not with you. They're not with you. That's and right. they need to have the spiritual covering of the Lord when they are not in your presence. And are they always going to make the right decision? No. Absolutely not. Because you didn't. Right. <laughs> but at least you are, you know, as a parent, you've prayed over your kids and you are trusting your kids that they're, you're trusting God that your kids will make the right decisions, that they will be protected. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they're going to be in his hands. Yep. So I think that above all, and you know, to this day, our kids are not in our house. We, we do not see them every day and we still pray over our kids. We do. We still pray over our kids. We still pray with our with our kids when we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, your parent your parenting doesn't stop the day they say, "Mom, Dad, I want to move out." Yeah, we have a different type of parenting now because our kids are adults. Yeah. BJ, our son is he'll be thirty. Wow, he'll be no, he won't be thirty. He'll, he'll be thirty be. in a couple of years. His birthday is coming up, and he will be twenty eight. Twenty eight. I, I mean, <laughs> hello. Could be twenty eight. Wow, but it's a different. It's a different type of parenting <laughs> that we have now. Right. You know, we have, our, we have the parenting where we have the basket full of candy to give to the children. Right. <laughs> that. Oh, by the way, they've eaten everything in the house. Yeah. So they may be sick on the way home. You mm-hmm. have the window open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Tell us how that ride was. Yes. Yes. Um. So uh, yeah, you know, pray over your kids, and and you know, you're committing them to God's hands. Yes. Is what you're doing. So, so we hope we said something for you, for your generation of parents that, that you found insightful, funny, understanding, hopeful, hopeful. Yeah. And if your parents are listening with you, you know, maybe they have some stories they could tell you or some insight themselves. Yeah. You know, and if they totally disagree with what we're saying, that's okay. That's their prerogative. That's your, that is their prerogative. That is their right. Um, but you know, we're they, just but we but we wanted to get we wanted to let you know how we feel as far as the parenting and give our advice. Give yeah. Our, give our two cents if that's yes. still something people say. Yes. Uh, yes. Agree with that. So. All right. So would you like to pray us out? Mom. Sure.
God, you are amazing and, and we love you. And Lord, I just, uh, thank you for this episode. This episode was a fun episode and, and Lord, we, um, we love our kids. Um, we thank you for entrusting us to parent, um, your children yes, because they're not our children. They're your children. Yes. Lord. And Lord, I pray that, um, through this episode that it speaks to somebody, it, it pricks a parent's heart, um, to first and foremost, want to get to know you. And then also want to, uh, seek you on parenting and how they should parent their children. Lord, we just love you and we thank you and we praise your name in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Greatest Covenant. For more information about The Greatest Covenant, you can reach us on our website at www.greatestcovenant.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Greatest Covenant. You can also reach out to us via email at thegreatestcovenant21 at gmail.com. Don't forget, like, share, and rate our podcast. God bless you, and we love you all.